0: Functional freeze is a survival response that's triggered when we experience chronic stress or overwhelm. People in functional freeze can actually appear to be fine to everyone around them. Inside, they feel numb, powerless, and hopeless. They struggle to feel any joy or excitement in daily life. Usually this is labeled as depression or sometimes people are told it's all in their head. The truth is it's in the body. In order to get out of functional freeze, we have to allow the body to thaw, or to go into a mobilized state. Hey there! I'm Renee, a self-proclaimed shopaholic turned minimalist. In just three years, my family and I downsized our house, paid off debt, and I learned to make passive income online so I could work anytime, anywhere. We did all of this in pursuit of a life of more freedom, flexibility, and fun. And the crazy part is, the more I detached from my stuff, the more I was able to let go of pesky habits like people-pleasing, saying yes to everyone, and being who I thought I was supposed to be rather than showing up authentically as who I am. That's why I want you to see the unstuffed podcast, not as a place for all things decluttering and organizing, but rather as a place where together we can unload it all from donating those pants that no longer fit to bidding adieu to those relationships that have run their course. I want you to see our time together as a time where you can unwind, let go, come as you are. And there is no need to apologize for the mess. So let's shed some layers, drop some dead weight, and start living a little less stuffed. Welcome to the Unstuffed Podcast. Hey there, it's me, Renee. Welcome back to the Unstuffed Podcast and to the year 2024, which just feels trippy to say, especially because I'm still saying this in 2023. It's just a reminder that it's coming. Um... I'm so glad to welcome you into this new year. I feel like this is going to be a year of massive change for a lot of us. And I really want to dive into that um, and how I really believe for most of us, for all of us, slowing down and adapting a more slow lived lifestyle is going to be key to our healing, to your new year. Um, and to you doing and accomplishing whatever it is that you want to be doing for your new year. Before we dive in, I want to read a review to you, but I also want to let you know that my shopping rehab course, um, I'm going to be hosting six weeks of virtual live coaching, right along with my shopping rehab. So if something you are hoping to accomplish in the new year is to slow your spending, heal a shopping addiction, uh, or even just kind of do a refresher, I myself even kind of need one with the way prices have changed and things like that. Uh, I know a lot of us are kind of needing to have a reset as far as our finances go. And This is the first time ever that I'm going to be hosting six weeks live coaching along with my shopping rehab course. So if that's something you are wanting to do for your new year, I'm going to leave that link in the show notes and you can come sign up and join me. The review today works kind of perfectly with what I was just saying. Um, This review is from Oddmar212 and it says... Listen to this podcast. I have been on my minimalist journey for just over seven years. This podcast and Renee's shopping rehab course has definitely contributed to my success. I swear we didn't plan that. That is just the most recent review, um, but it makes me smile so much. I am currently putting so much extra amazing goodness into the shopping rehab course. It has never been better. So truly, if you've been feeling called to make a change this year, uh, as far as your spending habits, as far as your shopping, as far as the accumulation of stuff in your life, man, I'm telling you now is the time to join. Uh, It's going to be so good. I love the course right now. I'm so excited to do it and actually be a little bit more hands-on and do live coachings with you guys. Um, and I want you to know also, as far as what's going to be on the podcast, I'm kind of taking a month off of the podcast doing my individual episodes. I specifically laid out this month for you guys to be, uh, podcast episodes with different expert interviews, in areas that I felt like really might benefit you going into the new year. So like health, we're going to talk about burnout. Uh, there's just going to be so many good episodes coming up for the month of January. So make sure you just consume them all, uh, because they're all truly, truly amazing people, truly amazing messages. I'm really excited that you guys get to start your year by listening to them. So Okay, my spiel is over. My spiel is over. I know that was a long breath. I hate when people start their podcasts and don't just get to the point. <laughs> so I really apologize. I just had those few things I had to get out of the way. I wanted to make sure you knew about shopping rehab. Um, and I wanted to kind of tell you what was in store for you in the on the podcast this year or going into this year. All right, let's talk about how to apply slow living to your life in the new year. So... I kind of accidentally started slow living on New Year's and it wasn't even an intentional, I'm going to do slow living. Slow living wasn't even a word. I just knew I needed to slow down. I knew that my life was chaos um, and I was trying to fix it. I was trying to find ways to fix it. This was my first New Year's resolution. If I remember correctly, it was New Year's 2014 that I decided I was so done talking bad about myself and other people and not even just talking bad about myself, but talking negatively about my life. I was done being a complainer. Uh, you know, I used to be like one of those people who I was late for work and would be like, Oh my gosh, I was behind a truck and I hit all the red lights. I just had all of the excuses for why I was late. Um, And all I did was complain. It was, I was just a really negative person and I I didn't want to be that anymore. So for the first time in my life, I made a New Year's resolution that did not revolve around my body or my looks or anything surface level like that. I made a goal to change the way I spoke in hopes that it would change the way I thought about my life and hopes that it would change my life Um, And spoiler alert, it super duper did. (laughs) Um, And the reason I say that that was kind of like a slow living change was because it forced me to pause my speech. It forced me to pause my thoughts. And it made me really uncomfortable. And I really realized how negative I was and how negative the people I was surrounding myself with were. I feel like I've told this story a lot and I don't ever mean to like shit on these people in my life. They were amazing women. They were all fun. It was just like a realization, like, wow, there are a lot of us out there who just naturally gravitate toward negative talk. So when I started talking to people, I kind of stopped talking, (laughs) which I didn't know how to do. Uh, The older I get, the better I get at listening. I am slowing down and being more intentional with my words. And this was the start of it. Before that, I always felt like I had to fill silences or like I always had to have some amazing story to tell. And for the first time, I was just being quiet and listening to other people because I didn't really know what to say anymore. If I wasn't a big negative poop head, like what was I gonna be? Uh, and it forced me to pause and slow down and be more intentional. And right now I just saw something I'm going to pull up on my phone from the holistic psychologist on Instagram. If you are not following her and you need some um, like nervous system healing or childhood trauma healing, I highly recommend the holistic psychologist. I love everything that she says and does. Um, Nicole LaPera, she's got books out and things like that, but she recently shared Something about pausing and slowing down. I sent it to our older daughter, Destiny. She's 22. And I just really felt like she might be feeling this way because she and I have talks about this a lot. And I know I've had my moments of feeling this way too. And I bet you have too. So I'm going to read to you directly from the Holistic Psychologist's Instagram. It says, you feel numb, stuck, hopeless, and completely disconnected from life you're in functional freeze, how to get out. Functional freeze is a survival response that's triggered when we experience chronic stress or overwhelm. People in functional freeze can actually appear to be fine to everyone around them. Inside, they feel numb, powerless, and hopeless. They struggle to feel any joy or excitement in daily life. Usually this is labeled as depression, or sometimes people are told it's all in their head. The truth is it's in the body. In order to get out a functional freeze, we have to allow the body to thaw or to go into a mobilized state. How to get out a functional freeze. Move your body. Walking is the best way to start. Take a small walk around the block. Notice as much as you can visually around you. Natural eye movements send safety cues to the body. Be fully conscious. Scream into a pillow, the old go-to, right? To release anger. Allowing anger to come up will help you get out of immobilization. You might feel like crying or tingling. Let yourself. In freeze, energy is trapped. Release allows us to go back into a regulated state. Push yourself to connect with someone. Plan something with someone you enjoy. It will be difficult to get yourself there, but you will feel better. Social engagement helps bring us to a ventral bag, bagel state. God, I don't know if I said that right, which is especially important. Shake, then feel. Shake your arms out. Do this for about 20 seconds and really let your arms just swing naturally. Then pause and feel the sensation. People who are stuck in freeze fear their body's sensations. This helps you feel it to release it. Getting out of freeze takes a lot of practice and commitment. Each time you practice, it will get easier and you'll begin to get back into your body and know when and how to get yourself out of freeze. Bookmark this for later, she says. Um, And it's her last thing, says so many of us are stuck in freeze right now and there's almost no societal acknowledgement of this. Let's talk about it in the comments, she says. But her last one, I was reading through the comments like, okay, this is good to know because I kind of felt freeze. I felt frozen this week and I just, it felt weird. So when her message just came at the perfect time for me and her last one though, like we're a lot of us are stuck in this. I was like, oh my gosh, yes. So hello guys, we've been going through COVID, like COVID was almost a two year long, you know, lockdowns no lockdowns, lockdowns again, wearing masks, not seeing family members, family members dying. We went through a global trauma and we're just getting out of it. And that just occurred to me again. I was going through my old TikToks, looking for Christmas ones to post because I'm lazy. And I was like, I'm just going to repost old ones because I don't want to make new ones. And I came across a TikTok that I had shared about something that our neurologist said to me. So when my son was in the hospital um, with neurological issues, we had a neurologist. And one thing that he said to me in the hospital, this TikTok went viral, you guys, because it's good advice. So I hope you're listening. One thing my neurologist said to me when we were trying to still figure out what was happening to my son. And we kind of knew he was going to come out of it. And I was in full go mom mode. I am a shower upper I am a doer. I am a take-action kind of woman, especially in a tough situation. So Tom was a mess when our son was in the hospital. Tom was always crying. <laughs> Bless his heart. Anytime you saw that guy, he had tears in his eyes all the time. He was just on the verge of breaking down at every moment. Our girls were living with different people because Tom and I were both staying at the hospital. I'm so thankful we were both able to stay at the hospital and be with our son. But both of the girls were staying at different places. Uh, I don't even remember where they were. You know, They remember. They remember where they were. I don't even remember. I know I figured out, like, can you take this girl? Can you take this girl? This girl's going to be here. Cool. Figure it out. And they were fine. Whatever. Uh, but I was sitting there talking to our neurologist, taking notes and he was like, okay, you've got this going on. I'm like, yes. Mm-hmm, all right. Yes. This next step. These perfect. Yes. Just handling it. I was just handling it, which, oh, you have been handling it. Haven't you? <laughs> I'm talking directly to you. You have been showing up every fucking day and you have just been handling it. Am I right the last few years. And I bet you are freaking exhausted. I know I am. And what he said to me at the time, I just was like, perfect. Good to know. Thank you. Thank you for that information. But now changes the way I look at everything in my life. And we all need to look at it coming out of COVID. He said, mom, you are in go mode right now. You know, you are the one doing all the things. He said, when you go home, you know, it was still lots of appointments. We still had a lot to do. I still had a lot to get there. We were still in the middle of downsizing our house. If you didn't hear episode 100, go back and listen to it all about how we downsized, um, where I interviewed with Tom. We had a lot going on in life. And he said, when things start to get better, you will fall apart. I want to cry he's you know he he stated very clearly things are chaotic you're in go mode when things get better you will fall apart and he told me this because i might not know why i was falling apart you know every logical part of us would be like why am i falling apart things are good right now things are getting better and yeah hi folks things aren't really getting better <laughs> uh, you know We're living in a major recession. Prices are inflated. Things just feel gross and we all feel stuck. But we're still trying to heal from the past shit that's been going on. And if you're wondering why you feel so icky, so stuck, it's probably that. Maybe some things have gotten better and you need to try to heal from those some things. But also some things are kind of getting worse. And I'm not trying to rain on your parade. I'm trying to tell you that this is why... If you can do anything for yourself, it is give yourself permission for 2024 to slow down. After our family downsized our house, we started working to pay off debt and build an actual savings because for decades I would transfer a hundred dollars to our savings account, but then I would end up transferring it right back to our checking when we had overspent. So when we downsized, I decided to get serious about saving money for things like emergencies and for fun things like travel. The first thing I did was open a high yield savings account that was separate from our current checking account. That way it wouldn't be as easy for me to just pull money out whenever I felt like I needed it. And I knew it would force me to take my spending and my saving a lot more seriously. So if you are in a similar boat and are hoping to up your game when it comes to saving money, One of the absolute best accounts to get started is called Savings Connect. This is a savings account that pays close to 5% when you set an automatic savings deposit of just $100 per month. This is 11 times the national average, which means if you use a current savings account that's attached to your checking, there's a good chance you are not making nearly enough money. So if you're at a place in life where you're committed to changing your financial future and you actually want to start getting some money in the bank, you can get started with a savings connect account for as little as a hundred dollars just head to renebenis.com forward slash save to learn more and i will fill you in on all of the details that's renebenis.com forward slash save to learn more i know i know we're living in a freeze state if i'm living in a free state why do i need to slow down because I think sometimes that free state is a go state, is a go, is a go. It's For me, it definitely is. Some people are immobilized by their, free, their freeze. They just pause. And some people just keep moving, but there's no real purpose to it. Either way, slowing down and being a little bit more intentional and being aware of these things is going to be huge. So let's talk about why I truly believe slowing down um, your resolution, slowing down your life is the key to success this year. So I have an amazing talk coming up at the end of the month where I talk um, with Emily. She's a coach on burnout. And a lot of times when we go into a new year, we're like, I'm going to be brand new. I'm going to be so amazing. I'm going to do all the things. I'm going to go hard or go home. And that really doesn't work. I would love to ask you if those times that you've gone hard on New Year's and you've given it your all, have those resolutions stuck? If they have like Maybe you figured out something I haven't. But if they haven't, if you're like, yeah, I go really hard every single year and then I fail like by March, it's because you went too hard, you know? We're not meant to just like hammer away, go hard. And like I said, a lot of times we are going hard at something that we didn't take the time to intentionally ask ourselves whether or not we even want to do it. When I used to do my weight loss, be skinny goals, I'm rolling my eyes. I need you to know. (sighs) It was never for me. It was just like, I have to be skinny. Society tells me I have to be thin. So, like, that's what I'm going to do. It wasn't ever a desire for me, but I never took the time to realize that. Becoming more intentional and slowing down allows us to set more intentional, realistic goals for ourselves. What do you actually want? Not who do you think you should be, what do you think you have? To do? What kind of goal do you think you need to set based on what other people are setting? What do you actually want? And I kind of feel like your answer is to just take a freaking break. That's mine. That's where I'm at. <laughs> I just want to be able to breathe going into the new year, which is why I've pre recorded all of my messages for the month of January. I want to intentionally pause for maybe the entire month of January, so that I can truly think through who I want to be for the rest of the 11 months, so that I can truly make aligned action steps. I don't want to go hard and burn out by March. That's not a thing I want to do. That's not a thing I do anymore. And it doesn't work. Slow and steady steps versus one giant paradigm leap. I think of it as an example of, you know, I've heard this talk, this has come up several times, in the last few interviews I've done with people too, which is probably why it's at the forefront of my mind, but lottery winners. They go from maybe like, what, $50,000 a month income to $3 billion. And it's gone within a year or so because that big leap is not something we should do. It's something we all trick ourselves into thinking we want or something we trick ourselves into thinking we are capable of or can do. But the reality is... A big leap doesn't work. It's small intentional steps that do. Uh, highly recommend the book, one, The Power of 1%. I believe that's what it's called. The Power of 1%. I loved that book. Uh, the Power of 1%, essentialism, effortless, do nothing. I'm gonna say it one more time. The Power of 1%, the rule of 1%, it's the rule of 1%, do nothing. Essentialism, Effortless. Those books helped me breathe for the first time in I don't know how many years, but they're all about, filled with information about why slowing down is actually beneficial. Beneficial. The studies that prove that going hard and going home just doesn't work. Slowing down is going to be the key to you living a more successful year this year. So I put together some ideas on how you can start to apply slow living to your new year and start with deciding what didn't work last year. Like I said, we're not setting the same boring, mindless goals. Oh, I'm going to lose weight. Oh, I'm going to be a bajillionaire. Oh, I'm going to, I don't know. You know, maybe you're way more intentional than I am and you're really good at um, setting intentional goals. But for me, I always set really shallow ones for the longest time. And instead, ask yourself, what didn't work for me last year? What went wrong with this past year? Why am I feeling stressed about it? What parts failed? You know, if you kept having things happen to you over and over again, like people kept walking all over me and um, I kept getting to work late or I kept sleeping in too much or what didn't work. And then don't blame yourself, but try to understand why it didn't work. You know, I've had those times where I had a year where people were walking all over me and I thought, my God, I need to do something differently. And it wasn't like feel mad about myself or, um, you know, hate myself for being a doormat. It was setting boundaries. I started setting boundaries with these people. I used to want to just be kind and help and help. But whenever I would help certain people, it turned into me being trampled on. And it was, me having to set boundaries and say, okay, well, I'm not helping you anymore. I'm not, not going to do that. Take the time to ask yourself, what failed? What went wrong? What burnt you out? What was too much? What methods failed? And then eliminate them, reduce them, or half ask the expectations that you have for them. Another thing I can think of when it came to people was, I used to feel like, you are this in my life. You are my Mom, you are my dad. You are my brother. You are my aunt. You are my husband. You are my kid. You need to show up for me this way. And it just doesn't work that way. We're all wired differently. Everybody's different. No one person, you know, comes into this world being like, at one point, I'm going to be a dad. And so I need to follow these preset rules for how a dad should act. I wish. (laughs) Believe me. (laughs) But that's not how it works. So I had to just half-assed my expectations for the people in my life. Just because I wanted them to act a certain way was not going to change their personality, wasn't going to make them change for just me, you know? So I stopped expecting as much from them and started focusing more on what I could expect from myself. I am who I'm in control of, right? But this goes for anything. I've told the story before with you guys I know about When I started going to the gym and I wanted, I was getting really inconsistent with the gym. That wasn't working. I wasn't getting to the gym anymore. I wasn't feeling as good about myself. So I was feeling more sluggish. My body was getting bigger and just not in a good way. I just wasn't feeling healthy. And so I made a goal for myself to get to the gym five days a week. And I half asked my expectations. I told myself, you do not have to go hard. You don't have to break a sweat. All you need to do is get there for 20 minutes and just do something. No 20 minutes sitting on your phone. I don't care if you walk at a snail's pace. I don't care if you lift weights. I don't care if you kind of roll around on the floor. (laughs) Just do something for 20 minutes. And it kept me consistent with the gym. And now I'm still consistent with the gym. And some days I go hard and some days I just show up but setting those half-assed expectations for people, for myself, have truly helped me be more consistent and helped me change my life. Next up is embrace your patterns. We so often fight against who we are, if you're anything like me. Of course, I do this all the time. We think we have to be like someone else to be successful. Instead, embrace what you know about yourself. I am so a victim or not a victim of, I am bad at listening to what experts say and thinking that they have all the answers for my life. They don't. They figured out the answers for their own life and they're trying to share it with me in a way that they hope is helpful. But if I think that their exact blueprint is going to work for me, I'm going to fail, right? So whenever I'm saying anything, don't ever think your my exact blueprint will be exact for you. It won't be. But ask yourself, you know, I don't like waking up first thing in the morning. Or I don't like working first thing in the morning. Maybe you need a while to slow down. And maybe that means waking up a little bit earlier so that you can just be a zombie for an hour before you have to get any work done. Or knowing that you're more creative in the afternoon and then stop putting the pressure on yourself to show up in the morning. This is me. I start being creative most days around noon. Like that's when the work just pours out of me. So I start going to the gym in the morning. If for some reason I wake up and I'm feeling like in go mode in the morning, then I go hard in the morning. But you can even do this at work. If you know that your best time for answering emails is going to be, you know, 11am, don't try to do it at eight. Give yourself a break. Find little ways where you can. Maybe you can't do that all the time, but find little places where you can. Or if you know you love working with your hands and you're sitting at a at a desk all day or in meetings all day, find a way to get your hands on something. Find a way to do hands-on work, even if it's just at home, even if it means you want to do the dishes when you get home, because you need to be a mover like that. This is Tom, by the way, I don't hate it. But don't fight against who you naturally are. Don't fight against what you naturally love. Find a way to allow these things to come into your life and embrace them more and more. Be who you are, not who you think you're supposed to be. You know, we can have that idea like, uh, oh, I should be better at sitting in meetings. I should be more active first thing in the morning. I should be, I should be, I should be. Nope. Nope, you shouldn't be. You don't have to be anything. You get to choose. You get to pick. You get to decide and take a look at who you are. What feels good? What works for you? Embrace that. Be that. Center everything you do around those things. You will thrive if you do. Focus on what makes me feel better versus what makes me look better because the second one is all about other people. No more setting goals for status or approval. What goals this year would make you feel better? Starting right now, like there's a lot of things you can do that can help you feel better starting right now. Maybe it's a 20-minute outdoor walk versus an hour at the gym, right? Or maybe it's an hour at the gym versus a 20-minute outdoor walk. Maybe you're like, I hate walking. I would rather pump iron. Is it 20 minutes of weight training at the gym versus an hour of that hit class? Is it staying at the job you're at instead of going after the promotion and climbing the corporate ladder? Maybe you don't really want to do that. Maybe you're content with your workload and you don't want to take on more. Or maybe the idea of that promotion thrills you, but then it means you're going to be the boss of some co-workers who used to be your friends. And that makes things weird and uncomfortable. Who cares? If they're going to judge you and go, Oh, look, Miss Fancy Pants is the boss now. Backhanded comments because you're doing better in life. That's going to happen. And you have to choose what works for you. Do you think people in my life don't think I'm a weirdo or having half a million followers on TikTok? Do you know how many people in my life I know that have a podcast? Zero. <laughs> Zero people in my personal life are doing what I'm doing. And I know people are talking to behind my back, maybe good ways, maybe bad ways. Not really saying anything to my face, but I know the thoughts are there and I don't freaking care. Let it be. You've got to do what works for you. I also want you to remember, and this is so huge, not everything can be slow. So choose wisely. You know, we can't pause life as much as I have tried, believe me. And I don't think that we thrive when we pause too much. I do think we all need work that feels meaningful. I think we all need lives that feel on purpose. I think we all need to have, have deeper things. You know, if if life was just Netflix and chill, we'd go crazy. I truly believe that. You know, the whole thing can't all be slow, but it's about finding the little moments to slow down and Another thing that's key is embracing the suck. (laughs) I said, you know, I have a great conversation coming up, um, February 12th, I believe about leaning into what we fight against, you know? So if you're thinking like, I hate my commute, I hate the drive every single day I have to do this. It's the worst. Or, you know, I hate wiping down the countertops. This is me. I hate wiping down the kitchen countertops. Why am I the only person who ever cleans the stove? I hate cleaning the stove. Instead of fighting against these things, what if we just let them be and didn't make them into a bigger ordeal than we had to? I make things into a way bigger ordeal than I need to. And a lot of times I do it when I am burnt out and that is a sign to me that I need to start taking care of myself. You know, what if, you know, you know, are my mother-in-law or my in-laws or my mother or my dad or my husband or my spouse or whatever, they're a monster, they were sent here to destroy me what if the people who drive us crazy, they're just being who they know how to be. They just are. They're not this evil devil monster. They're not out to get you. They just are. The more we can just kind of look at them in that light, the more we can begin to see that we don't need to be giving negative people our energy as much as we do. Um, And it makes it easier to go, yeah, that's just who you are. I don't need to be mad about it. I don't need to fight against it. I don't need to lean into it though either. I'm just going to step back, you know, that's not working for me. So I'm going to kind of opt out of seeing you as much or putting as much of my thoughts into you. So often we put our thoughts and our stress into the way other people behave and we're putting our thoughts and stress into something that's inevitable, really, you know, and and your daily commute isn't something you need to rush through or stress about. You don't need to carry that angst in your body. Your daily commute just is. You drive home at 4 p.m. The roads are going to be busy. You know it. Done. What can you do to make it less awful? What can you do to stop fighting against it and just let it be? For me, wiping down the counters, cleaning off the stove, I just shut off, the bitching in my brain, basically. When I start to complain about it last night, I was cleaning them off. I was starting to complain in my head and I just thought, just shut up. Just wipe down the stove. All you're doing is wiping down the stove. That's it. That doesn't have to mean that your family hates you or they're out to get you or that no one else does anything because it's not true. If you do have a family that's not stepping up, that's something that needs to be addressed. But I tend to overreact and be a little bit dramatic when I'm doing Chores that I don't like doing. But see if you can just let a lot of the things in our lives that we don't need to get so angry about, just let them be. Instead of giving them that anger, just let them be and see what happens. And lastly, and most importantly, this is absolutely key for slow living in the new year is to be more present for your favorite moments. Sex sleep, cuddles with candles, or when you put on a good cheesy romance movie. Avoid the temptation to be busy throughout these things and just step into your body. I put sex on here, guys. I know we don't talk about sex on here, but sex is a thing. I feel like it's such a taboo subject. It's something I grew up like not being allowed to talk about, but it's something I very openly talk about in my daily life. So I'm just going to talk about it here with you guys too stepping into your body and like feeling what your toes feel like, feeling what your legs feel like, feeling what your hands feel like, what your neck feels like. I do this with sex. I do this with sleep. Um, probably more with sleep (laughs) because I love, I probably talk to you guys about this all the time too, but I love feeling my bed sheets. I love pulling up the comforter and snuggling it up against my face. Oh, those moments are such good moments. And we don't, make them last long enough. That's what I mean. When we're rushing through, when our mind is somewhere else, we are rushing through some of the best moments of our day. And sleep is definitely one of my tops, (laughs) one of my best moments. Not even just sleep, but just my bed, the cozy cuddles, snuggles of it all. Cuddles with my kids. This is something I've actively worked to do since they were little. Whenever they're cuddled in my arms, whenever I have my arms wrapped around them and we're like on the couch or on a bed together, I just pause and I try to take them in and I feel them in my arm and I stick my nose in their hair and I breathe in their smell and I just literally try to freeze the moment and be fully present in it. And even doing this for a good romance movie, I... So often, like so many of us will put on a favorite movie and then just scroll on my phone right through it. Or I get lost on IMDb, like looking up the actors and the actresses and what other movies they've been in. What other information can I learn? And instead I'm working to just be fully present in a show or in a movie. And if I can't be fully present, that's a sign to me that I need to go do something else, not get on my phone. But maybe I'll say, you know, I can't watch a movie right now. I need. Let's go for a walk. You guys want to go for a walk? Um, or I'm going to go read right now. Or I need to go take a shower. Or let's play a game. Or maybe I have to clean the kitchen because it feels messy and it's driving me crazy. If I can't be fully present, that's a sign that I maybe need to get some of that energy out. Some of the stuff that that holistic right, holistic psychologist was talking about. You know, screaming into a pillow, shaking out your your limbs, taking a walk. If you can't sit still and you can't slow down, you can't be present, maybe it's a sign that you need to expel some energy first. But avoid the temptation to be busy throughout the good things. Go use your busyness somewhere else and soak up the good things. Because that's all life is really about, right? Those are the big things, the good things. We should make them last longer. We should help slow down those moments. And this is truly the way to you know, bring slow living and slowing down to any and every area of your life. Um, so I hope you take this into the new year with you. I hope you learn to slow down those amazing moments. I hope you learn to be a little bit more present. Give your Cut yourself some slack. Cut your thoughts some slack and don't take them too seriously. Our thoughts will run amok if we let them. And remember, 1%... If you do 1% better every day, you have done 365% better by the end of the year. It's okay to slow it down and take it at your own pace. Hey again, thanks so much for hanging out with me today on the Unstuffed Podcast. It means so much that you chose to carve out some of your precious time just to hang out with me. If you aren't quite ready for our time to end, head to the show notes where you can grab my free declutter checklist, join my newsletter subscription and connect with me on some of your favorite social platforms. Sending you so much love until next time.